This is a Federal News Network podcast. IBM Federal has been many things over the years. Lately, it's been headed by a man with a unique perspective. An Army career officer, then chief information officer of the Navy and of the Defense Department. Terry Halverson has seen IT investment and digital transformation from several angles. I caught up with him at the Sea Air Space Conference this week. So IBM in the last year has really simplified. So we have really two major divisions now, a technology and a consulting division. I lead the federal technology vision, and there is a, my counterpart in the consulting. And within that, we've really divided it into two teams, kind of a defense and intelligence team and a civilian agency team. Ray Spicer leads the defense and intelligence team, and Lauren Craig runs our civilian side. And then underneath that, we've got, you know, basically 23 accounts that that we divide the federal government into. And we are focused on technology and solutions. And and I like to say we're focused on solutions. And while there's a difference between the solutions and, say, pure technology and pure consulting, we are really trying to work together with the consulting team, too. Uh, But that's been a big change. All of the brands at IBM... All of the technology developers are working now together on the technology side. So, and technology and solutions is primarily software solutions. It's software. can be also be hardware, but primarily we are uh, you know, software focused. Does IBM still make hardware anymore? We do. We do. As a matter of fact, we're about to release. And this gets, we'll probably get to one of our other topics. When you talk about hybrid environments today, and you're talking about the federal government or I think any big enterprise, you're still going to see lots of mainframe, modern mainframes, and that is going to be part of a hybrid environment. So yes, we still make the best mainframes in the business. And do you think uh, IBM Federal will eventually climb into the top tier of cloud commercial services providers? I'm going to say it differently. We're going to climb into the top tier of what I'm going to say is hybrid environments and in the top tier of providing and orchestrating the new data fabric. All right, and can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, so today, as we just talked about, you're going to have data that's going to be best suited to stay in a mainframe-like environment. And it's not the same mainframes we grew up. This is modern. It's, it's much more secure. You're also going to have cloud, and then you're going to have compute at the edge, which is kind of the fastest-growing position. And we're going to be in all of those places. We're going to work with a lot of partners on that. But the biggest issue I see with the data fabric is going to be not so much being the individual provider of cloud or data center or at the edge. How do you orchestrate all of that? Because what really everybody wants is you want to be able to get to that data you need to make decisions faster. It's about getting a speed up decision uh, cycle. That's for warfare, business, you know, government, whatever. How do you orchestrate that? And today's environment where you are truly in that hybrid environment is going to require a new security architecture too. You really are going to have to look beyond just putting up the walls around. You're going to have to have better analysis all the time, and you're going to have to replace some of the skills people are doing today with automation and analytics across that whole environment. That's what we want to be the leader in. And that brings me to the next question with respect to semi-autonomous uncrewed drone, that whole world is really dependent on that fabric to operate. That is correct. And you're doing a lot of work in that area. We are. You know, for us, and and you mentioned some of the key areas, you know, timely today, if you're following the headlines, you'll see that Ukraine using drones very, very effectively in their operations. 
U.S. government, lots of phases of it. DOD certainly gets in the news for drones, but frankly, other parts of the government use drones. Everything from looking at pipelines to looking at crops and the data that they can gather and then actually synthesize on the platform is amazing. So that's going to be an incredibly growth business. All of that analytics and, you know, you take cybersecurity, people, if you ask them, what's the biggest problem with cybersecurity? You don't have enough cybersecurity professionals. One of the ways to solve that problem is to have some of that analytics done by automated or AI engines. Is that what people mean by digital transformation? It's a big part of digital transformation. And, and I think the other thing people have to look at about digital transformation is, what am I changing and what do I need to change? I mean, I do think sometimes industry and government leaders, we get a little confused. We have to change everything. Probably not a good solution. Um, some places, data centers that are up there today, perfectly fine, they're working, you know. What do you need to change in your fabric? What do you need to change in your architecture? And architecture you know, has kind of gotten maybe some negative feeling about it. You got to understand your architecture and you've got to understand your data requirements. I think that's other two areas we want to help people with is their architecture and understanding their It all comes around to the data, though, somehow. Everything is data today. I mean, you, you, you can see all the quotes today. I mean, you know, the chairman, you know, data is the new ammunition, you know, in business. You know, data is the new way to make money. It's, it's, the, it's the advantage maker. So, yes, data is the key today. We're speaking with Terry Halverson, IBM Federal General Manager, former Defense Department and Navy CIO. And we should point out you had a naval career. Army uh, career. Army career. Well, it's sea airspace. My mind yes, is correct, pulled correct, toward correct. the sea today. And we did a lot with the Navy. So. And having been in all those environments, SES level, civilian and career, military, and now corporate and commercial executive, what's the most bureaucratic situation? Yes. <laughs> you know, here's my theory, and you know, this gets me in trouble. I think after you get over, say, 2,000 people, I don't care where you're at, government, industry, your bureaucracy is going to come in. I mean, it almost has to because you've got to manage all those things that go along with that many people. So I don't find the, you know, people, government takes a big rap. It's really, really bureaucratic. Some places it is, some places industry is, you know, the cop-out answer, but I have to use it. It does come down to the leaders that are leading. Leaders, size, it's going to be more bureaucratic. And then how your leaders cope with that. The good leaders can cope with that size. They can cope with that scale. Other leaders deal with it less effectively. And any reference projects you want to talk about uh, with respect to digital autonomy, AI, or is there anything in the U.S. or maybe even in a foreign military? There's a lot of those walking by today, too. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things, you know, when I talked about a little ahead of time, and I think you'll talk to Ray Spicer, the Mayflower, which we're doing, which is about autonomous vehicle. It's, you know, it's a vessel um, which is coming across the Atlantic uh, autonomously. And you think about all the advantages of that, and that could apply to almost any type of vehicle. I mean, I think today, if you said, where is the, say, the U.S. government really using autonomous vehicles, and they've been doing it for a long time, and they're getting better and better and more advanced, is in explosive and ordnance disposal. A great place not to send people. Um, and those have become much, much better. I think a couple other projects that, that I'm seeing in Europe today is how do you improve the sensor grid for agriculture? I mean, two little-known facts, but if you can control kind of soil hydration levels and soil temperature, you can get sometimes 10 to 15% growth in your overall product production. Well, today we have the sensors to do that, and we have fabric that can control temperature. So those projects are becoming more and more successful. And then, as we talked earlier, I think the other big growth area that we see, and that the particularly 
the federal government defense agencies are using is how do you apply more analytics to cybersecurity for two reasons. One, to replace the people, or, or not, I won't say replace, augment the people that you have because it's, we're short. But the other area is to make decisions on your network that humans can't make at a quick enough speed. So you have you know, the AI engine that can be set up to take certain actions when certain events are triggered that can really prevent the spread of malware. Sounds like if you take away the ordinance aspect, so many of the commercial technologies and military requirements are really not that different anymore. I think the basic requirement is the same. You have nuances in, in all of these areas, law enforcement, military, but yeah, you're correct. And I think what we're seeing that it is heartening to me, it, it's, it's something I talked about both as the Don and the DCIO. We in government have got to take much more advantage of the commercial technology. It's changing, they're actually spending more on research. So to be successful, you really do have to reach into and take the best out of commercial technology. Terry Halverson is former Defense Department CIO, now General Manager of IBM Federal. I spoke with him at the Sea Air Space Conference earlier this week at National Harbor. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Podcast One or wherever you get your shows. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.